Hey there, and welcome to day 48 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the podcast. I'm Andrea. I'm working on my 365 days. I just got out of my event, and I saw a couple text messages that were like, are you are you going to post today? <laughs> Have you posted yet today? Did I miss it? You know, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my stars. I feel so bad that it's so late tonight, but I had... Oh my gosh, I had errands for Pray to Homes over lunch and then I had to go to this, you know, chamber event tonight and and so I just thank you for understanding that it's a little bit later and um in that I will, you know, make sure that I try and get a more consistent schedule once I get moved and and that sort. But I know yesterday's was kind of intense. A couple of you were like, are these stories yours? Are they about you? Because I change out names in them. So like even in one, I think recently I was Mrs. Parks, but I'm not even consistent in, you know, the name change out, if you will, and I need to be. So I'm super sorry. I don't know. It's hard when you change names like that to do a um, find and replace in formatting too because if I've used different names it won't know which one it's speaking to so I'm like oh no I'm just gonna have to find comb you know take a fine tooth comb to these at one point but thank you I it, it told me to make sure that I'm noting when the names are out of place and things aren't quite set to make sense so I thank you for hanging in there um this one is called faithful all rise and so it begins. Miss Parks, you have a call at the front desk. You'll need to follow me, the nurse said, escorting me from my husband's side and up the trauma floor's hallway. Who is it? Who is it? I'm kind of thinking, and I pass the front desk to reach for the phone hanging on the wall that I knew like childhood math by now. But the nurse said, no, no, you can use this one. I turned and saw the receptionist pass up from the desk to the counter their personal, multi-line phone with a spiral cord dangling over important files and papers. Who is it? I asked the receptionist, taking the receiver she was handing me. You'll see, she said with a whisper, while pressing the line that had been holding. I knew the voice and I downloaded the shattering words and they etched themselves in a graveyard in my heart. I didn't know what to say. I didn't even know what I wanted or how to pray anymore. I didn't even know how I felt about what he was saying to me. And it says in italicized words, the very power of having a brain surgery be successful or not, is it in the scraping of medical ethics holding surgical tools or is it God's doctor's choice? The power of a brain surgeon to save a person's life or worse yet, Choose not to. Aren't you in Florida? I asked. Yeah, I'm calling you from the beach because here's what you truly needed to hear. We have not stopped thinking about you while we are here. We cannot. The way that you love and the faith that you have with all that you have been through is astonishing. So even though things do not look fair right now, remember that a whole medical field is watching you too. Hundreds of specialists are seeing this. We will never be the same, any of us, seeing what we are seeing. And you, you needed to know that. That's why you called? I laughed out the words knowing that the four receptionists in a line were listening to our conversation and all acting like they weren't. 
thank you, but really, loving is the easiest thing that I've ever done. <laughs> that's not big, that's easy. Last night at one in the morning, I was awakened by the exhibit that I could not present, the one that would crush the young heart like Jesus for lovely good, if her innocence ever saw his handwritten words of death wished right over her, the one that best displayed to specialists the evil of darkness to the very root that his personality can make him look plumb man. And then it says in italics, Father God, you see all of this. Father God, I hold my cards close to my chest. I hear his words over my month of failure, sitting stun-shocked at his loud ones. How fast can you write? I hear the agent's words rattle my guilt to the walls. I would like to see you writing every day. I tell my Jesus I need peace. I need rest. Please put my mind back to sleep. I feel so overwhelmed. I need sleep. He gives it. And my flesh still tells him this morning that I just don't have time for words. But I do. I did. This journey is not even close to being about us. Not one bit. Your trials bear the sign of anointing from a Jesus that says, follow me. Your heart for God plays out in front of an audience completely unknown to you. If you are faithful, walk faithfully. If you are weak, let him carry you. He will love you at all times. He will set you back on the ground to walk with him. He will find you faithful. Just follow him and speak for him. Tell people the amazing things that he has done for you. His miracles never sound believable. That's why they are miracles. Miracles every day. You are. I love you. Okay, so this piece, you guys, almost more of a writing exercise, if you will, rather than the normal storyline that I follow. So there's like tidbits from, there's like tidbits that aren't really, I'm trying to kind of even see like, they aren't really related as well as some of the others are. And I do, I jump around. That's why if you were to see my writing, there's these little dash lines where I break into a separate side story. Um, and, um, but, you know, being as how I'm reading them, you can't see these. I just have to kind of pause a little bit before I read them. But in this, you guys, something incredible that is not, and I'm realizing this as the writer, what isn't clear to you as my reader, when I took that phone call, that was that brain surgeon that weeks before, you know, we were weeks into being on the trauma floor at this stage. Weeks before, when that nurse introduced him, remember she called him a jack A. She did. She just was like out with it. This guy is a brain surgeon. He doesn't, you know, he's not known for bedside manners. He does what he does for a reason. And I'm realizing this piece doesn't even give recognition to the fact that that call was literally from that brain surgeon calling on his vacation from a beach in Florida. I mean, it was insanity. And then too, and I, I've just got to even kind of tweak this out for you to even see the miracle of it. He literally was calling and that those are those words I was saying. I just wasn't sure how I felt about them is he was literally saying that 
you know, had he known more information about our relationship and our marriage and how he had treated me, um, he explained, he said that surgery would not have been nearly as successful. And that really bothered me. And it still did. I mean, like I said, I was just awake over it. Um, but then the scarier part is that I still was in litigation fighting for our safety. And so that's what you're seeing. That's why, you know, I'm talking about the, you know, I'm talking about the exhibit that I couldn't use because, um, you know, it's not that plenty of people hadn't seen it and that sort. I'm just saying my exhibits, I had to keep close to my chest for, to make sure they don't hurt or, you know, make sure people that I hold dear don't come across them, right? So I was like having to hold my cards close to my chest at that time. And it was super tough to have to fight that way. And then in that too, I mean, just to see the progress that that is the doctor that called me that said, um, you know, the surgery wouldn't have been successful. It makes you realize that in the orchestration of events, and I believe in all things, if you're catching on, that father's orchestrating, it truly was love that then that kept him alive. Had I shown hatred, and let me tell you, I would have been justified in that, you guys. As he's saying to me, he wouldn't be here. That surgery would have gone very differently. And that was super crazy to me. Um, but ultimately, to be a Christ follower is to look like love because he is love and we are love and the Holy Spirit in us is love, etc., Love is what kept him alive. Um, and I believe, like I say, it's through the orchestration of those events, just as he said, that it was affecting so many people that I wasn't realizing. And so that is part of the miracle, too, that I want you to see that you are. That is a daily thing. Like, you cannot see the impact that you have on people. <laughs> and boy, you want to try out something small? Compliment a stranger. Oh, my stars. <laughs> it's like the cutest little act of love on the planet because the ripple effect is that, you know, they hear so many negative things in their mind and then you come along <laughs> and you pass out that compliment to a complete stranger. Think of just doing that daily. Okay, think of doing that a couple times daily, you know, etc. These are miracles, you guys. They're miracles. They're little nuggets that allow Father's heart of love to just ripple on. And so I know this is, this is a lot, you guys, what I've been through. And like I say, the stories are kind of intense. And this one, I full on admit it, it was not written well. Like you can't tell what I'm talking about because I was trying to be so careful, um, you know, protecting a doctor, protecting um, my, my family, protecting my, you know, I was just protecting, protecting with my words. Whereas father was just like, how fast can you write? And I'm like, I, I'm so stressed out. I need rest. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Whoa. so, um, so I thank you for hanging in there. That story hardly made sense, but keep with me, you guys <laughs> just hang in there. It's a learning growing process. Let me tell you. Um, but, uh, of course I'll be back tomorrow. You, you know, I will keep my commitment here. 365 days. I'm just at 48. So I will see you tomorrow. 49. Okay. Have a great night. Take care.